perception. Perception is reality. Reality. Perception no, I always liked it. Is reality. But then I heard his. <laughs> Some talk shows think all their opinions like are right. This one, this one knows they yeah, are. Can you imagine? This is perception is reality. Christopher H. Bilbrey is a no-nonsense, well, maybe a little bit of nonsense, political activist, local government watchdog, and all-around good Hoosier and, a and baby God-fearing heathen. American citizen. <laughs> is this guy for yes. real? Holding That's lawmakers accountable and educating citizens on the importance of participating in their local government. Government, with a dab of national and world politics song. and a little pop Whatever. culture and maybe some real life common sense. This Ariel. is perception. Say my name. Is reality. Say it. Say it. And this is Say Christopher it. H. Bilbrey. Hello there, folks, and welcome to the 158th episode of Perception is Reality. I am your host, Christopher H. Bilbrey. It's great to be with you. Thank you for giving me a little bit of your time. We are so grateful that you are here, and we have a great program in store for you for this episode. We're having a gentleman on that we will be talking to in just a little bit that I've wanted to have on for some time now, and we're going to have some fun. We're going to talk about some serious topics, and I hope that you walk away uh, with, with some new information and a new insight to... Uh, into how to look at the issues that we're going to be talking about. And I hope that you walk away a fan of this gentleman that we're going to be talking about. We're going to be bringing him on in just a second. Uh, I do want to say, again, co-host Amber Green is still out. I know in the real world, real time, it seems like she's been out for a while, but due to how we've recorded the last two episodes, the bonus episode and this episode, it's like the same time. So in the real world, she's been out just a second, but in recording time, she's still celebrating her 33rd birthday. So she will return for episode 159, and we look forward to having her back, and, and everything's going fine there. But uh, again, it's just you and I and, and our guests that we will be bringing on in a second. Before we get started in that, as always, I have to ask that you share the show with everyone you know. Look, we don't ask for you to pay us for content. I don't ask for you to donate to Patreon. We don't have paywalls where you can go and pay money to get extra content. I release all of my content because I want the most amount of people to hear it. If you want to donate money, if you want to buy merchandise, that's fantastic. However... I release all of the content because I want everybody that can possibly hear it to hear it. And that's where you come in. The only thing that I will ever ask of you is that you share our information. You share the show with everyone you know. Remind folks that we can be found on all major podcast hosting sites. They can find us on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, Radio Public, CastBox, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and on and on and on. They can find us on those hosting sites by searching the full name, Perception is Reality with Christopher H. Bilbrey. It's very easy. We'll pop right up. They can also go to the home link, which is very easy. The home link is perception.fireside.fm. Again, that is perception.fireside.fm. At the home link, you'll get our biographies. You'll get a complete 
chronological listing of episodes along with the new episodes as they release every Tuesday. You have descriptions of those episodes, and you can listen to the episodes from that home page. It's very easy. Again, it's perception.fireside.fm. As always, you can go to Google and enter in the entire name of the podcast, Perception is Reality with Christopher H. Bilbrey, or you can simply enter in Bilbrey Podcast. That's B-I-L-B-R-E-Y Podcast. It should pull us right up. And lastly, don't forget to check us out on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Bilbrey318 or Christopher H. Bilbrey on Facebook. Christopher's with a K. There I release live video episodes most nights throughout the week as well as written content and other content that you will not want to miss all right folks so i am so excited for this episode since the november 2020 election i have been having a massive issue with a certain subsection of people in the world and these are the people who are out spreading bullshit they are out spreading outright lies they are they are spreading conspiracy theories as fact and let's let's be really honest conspiracy theories can be fun flat earth did we go to the moon the jfk assassination all of that shit can be really cool to look at and to kind of go down the rabbit hole on all right but when you have people peddling that and telling unassuming people that this stuff is real, getting people's hopes up, and most horribly doing it and collecting money off of it, well, then I've got a problem with that. As I've talked about here on the audio podcast, I've talked about it in the live video episodes, I strive my hardest to give you great quality, a good production value, I'm sorry about my voice. I, I'm I'm a little sick. It seems like every June my my sinus issues act up and it, it is what it is. So I apologize for that, but uh, that's what happens when you record a couple shows back to back. So, you know, I try my hardest. Most importantly, I try to be truthful. I try to be factual. I try to give you factual information because I understand that I'm a political commentator. I understand that I give you my opinion, my thoughts, and my commentary. And if I was out here peddling lies or half-truths, then you wouldn't really know what to believe, and my word would be a little less than, than what it is. So, you know... By listening to my show, by listening to the content, by how how things have went. I mean, I, I've been doing this long enough that I have said things that then you see come to light, and you know that you can trust in what I say and what I do. And I do that because the truth matters, honesty matters, and it, I, it, it gives my show a value. And because of that, I have developed quite a large listener base. I am totally in love with each and every one of you that clicks on my link and listens to my show each and every week and that shares the show with all of your friends and your families or some of your enemies, whoever. You know, I am so thankful that you do that. And we have built a large 
listener base all over the United States, definitely in my home state of Indiana, definitely in East Central Indiana, definitely in my city of Muncie, Indiana, but all over the United States, people are listening to this podcast. And I am so happy and thankful for the size of the audience that we have. And I'm telling you, I would put my heart and soul in this if there were 10 of you, I would put my heart and soul in this if there were 10 million of you. But here's what I have the issue with. These folks that are out there peddling their bullshit, peddling their lies, and doing so so they can make money hand over fist, so they can be quote-unquote celebrities, and for some unknown reason... They have hundreds of thousands of thousands of followers, listeners, uh, watchers, and people that are clicking on their, their links and getting their heads filled with this nonsense. And it's harmful. It's harmful to, to, to good politics, to good government. It's harmful to those of us out here attempting to make things better. And it's, it's harmful to, to political ideologies. Whether you're a Democrat or you're a Republican, whether you consider yourself liberal or conservative, you, whatever you are, however you fall, fake news, lies, bullshit, half-truths, it, it doesn't do anything for anybody. It causes confusion and it causes hysteria and it leads to government that we don't like. People don't want to vote. People don't want to get informed. People just say, to hell with it, I, I don't care. And it causes us to be in a spot where things could be really, really bad, you know? Uh, so we have to constantly be willing to push back against that kind of crap and say, this is not okay. All right. And I've been talking about this for a while, but our guest for this episode has been doing more than just talking about it. He has been taking it to the people. He has been exposing it and he has been fighting back against the con artists, the con men, the con women, the grifters out here that have been peddling political bullcrap and honestly doing so in very, very dirty and yucky ways that that cause people to just not trust anybody because they're like, well, if these people were lying, then how do we know that, you know, Bilberry's not lying? So uh, it's, it's amazing what he's been doing. We're going to be talking about his show. His show is called The Cold Beer Confessional. You can find it on YouTube and Facebook. He is live most evenings. I, I believe now he may be down to two or three nights a week. Uh, sometimes it's more, sometimes it's less. He always has at least two hours, maybe three hours, sometimes four hours worth of content. And let me tell you, I, I can turn it on while I'm editing and I can watch entire shows. I never get bored. His commentary is spot on. His wit is spot on. And it's, it's a fantastic, fun, action-packed, fast-paced show. And I'm asking each and every one of you to check it out. Again, that is the Cold Beer Confessional on YouTube and Facebook. His name 
is Will Bird. He is the host of the Cold Beer Confessional. He is a husband and a father and a veteran of the United States military, so we definitely give him our thanks and gratitude for his service. He is fast-paced, he's witty, he knows what he's talking about, and one of the things that I absolutely love is, similar to my live video episodes, he also offers a live video chat so his viewers can communicate directly to him while the show is underway. So I think it's all fantastic. I would highly recommend you guys checking that out. And I am so happy that in just a few moments he will be joining us. But first, ladies and gentlemen, we do have to take a quick break, pay some of the bills around here. You are listening to the 158th episode of Perception is Reality. I'm Christopher H. Bilbrey, and we'll be right back. Who here is looking for horrible coffee? Anybody? You over there? No, I didn't think so. I'm not. And I didn't think you were either. If you're looking for coffee perfection, then you need to give my friends at Bean Fruit Coffee Company a try. And you can find them right now online at beanfruit.com. Folks, they are striving for coffee perfection. And aren't we all? Since 2010, they have meticulously selected and roasted the highest quality coffees from around the globe. They believe that a great cup of coffee is no accident. It is a process, one in which they have spent countless hours perfecting. You need this coffee in a cup near you, and you can get it there right now. All you have to do is visit Bean Fruit Coffee Company at beanfruit.com. Do it today. All right, back to work we go. We are currently listening to the intro to the Cold Beer Confessional podcast. The song is written and performed by Jay Reese. You can check him out on YouTube. Let's listen a bit more as we connect with Will Bird and get ready to go here. Here we go, I think I started some shit. All right, it looks like we are now connected with Mr. Will Bird. Will, it's great to have you on Perception is Reality. Let's go ahead and jump right into it. I've been watching your program for just about three or four months now. How long have you been uh, releasing content on YouTube? I've been uh, I've been bouncing around. I've been on YouTube for probably four years, but I left and went to Twitch for a while. I was on DLive for a while. I kind of bounced around. And here, just since it's kind of taken off, probably the last, I would say, seven or eight months exclusive uh, to YouTube every once in a while on like a DLive, but most of the time on YouTube, probably seven or eight months straight, really doing what I'm doing now, the misinformation stuff. Right on. And now, listen, fake news and misinformation has been around a long, long time, a lot longer than than even Trump. But since the November 2020 election, we have seen a massive 
massive influx of people wanting to try to get rich or become famous off spreading this nonsense. So what were you doing before this really took off like the way it has in the last, say, six to eight months? I actually started out doing uh, political coverage. Okay, and now were you just covering the facts or were you giving commentary with that as well? Um, You know, there's, in my opinion, a massive difference between someone who's trying to report facts and someone who's trying to report facts and give their opinion on this. Did you have a dog in the fight? I voted for Trump. I was I was a fan of Trump. I, I still think Trump would be the better choice, but <laughs> I was just doing my own thing, uh, covering like uh, current events and politics. Did you do it similar to what you're currently doing, kind of with the wit and comedy? My shows always have like some comedy in them. So it was just pretty straightforward with your style of comedy. And then after the election, and really after the craziness of January 6th, everything kind of just broke loose, and we started seeing, like, literally everybody and their brother popping up with some kind of little podcast or little TV show on YouTube or or some other nonsense where they were telling the world, and the world apparently tuned in to listen, that they had all of this wonderful intel that only they were able to get for some unknown reason, and they were then needing to share it with everyone, and uh, it, it, it was insane what they, were, what they were trying to tell us. From early on, I was like, this is insanity. Who's believing this stuff? A matter of fact, I believe the very first one I watched was uh, Brad Barton's little talk show, and I just thought, are you kidding me? Let's face it. Elections have had issues. There have been elections and election fraud issues since the beginning of time, and this is something that needs to be addressed, and we do need to address it each and every election, and I don't know exactly how, and we, that, that is a topic for another day because we could, we could launch whole podcasts just on that issue alone. But I do believe there are issues with elections and election security and election fraud, and those things do need to be hammered out. And if you ask me if I feel like there were issues with the 2020 election, I would say yes. If you ask me if I thought the entire election was fraudulent and uh, massive votes were just switched from one person to another, I would say I, I don't think that probably happened. But yet these people are still able to just say all of this craziness and it just adds so much confusion to everything going on. You know, it just seemed insane to me that they could come on and say, okay, this is what's going on and Trump's going to be back in the White House on March 4th and then March 4th would come and go and nothing would happen and I just always told my listeners like look this craze will end at this date because when these people put up a date and nothing is produced by this date people will will quit listening and sure enough I would check it out and sure enough the sizes of the audiences were doubling and that just blew my mind because if I came on here and made predictions that were wrong my listeners would go elsewhere I make predictions quite frequently and I'm generally right because I know the information that I'm talking about I have good sources with good actual intel and I have a really good understanding of this topic because I've been involved for 20 plus years. But if I made predictions and I was wrong, I would lose listeners 
faster than you could say lose listeners, but yet these people are gaining people, and I just cannot wrap my mind around that. So with you having covered political current events, at what point did you decide that you wanted to stop covering current events and focus on these con artists? And if you could, give the listeners that might not know a rundown on what it is exactly that you do. So, uh, well, uh, first of all, this this uh, I was still covering politics and kind of uh, covering some extremism uh, that I felt was not good for the party, uh, left and right, all the way from like Antifa to like the QAnon stuff be- right before the election. Okay. So I too think I think one of the mistakes that was uh, that kind of kind of popped up and no one was prepared for is like you said there there's always been issues with our election. Um, there's always been impropriety in our election. There's always been people kind of twisting it to their advantage, left and right, in different places. And I don't think anybody knew the scope of it. So when um, when people expected a certain result, when they expected a Trump win, a lot of people thought there was no chance of a loss. Um, they started playing this narrative that, um, like like one of the first ones I heard uh, with being with, I, I was in the military. We can talk about that in a minute. But sure. one of the first ones I heard was that we sent special forces, <laughs> a special <laughs> forces team and invaded Germany <laughs> and uh, took over some servers and and uh, would have them shipped back. And my own community was trying to feed me this information and get me to cover it. Uh, blinded by hope, I, I would think. But when I started hearing stuff like that, I thought, man, somebody's going to have to stand up and say something about this because there's there's no way that that happened. Uh, I made some <laughs> phone calls and, and tried to verify as much information as I could. And then it was time to stand up and start putting down the, uh, you know, the a vote flipping satellites, the special <laughs> operations teams, the, the, uh, everything that was coming up. It was just like that day I got turned onto that one and I fell down a rabbit hole and right. there was a sea of, of crazy conspiracies. And these, and these people love to eat it up. Yeah. And like you said, when it, when it's not there, when it doesn't happen, when it turns out it's fake, they just fall back on, Oh, it's a war or, or right. it's misinformation. We were trying to confuse the enemy. <laughs> like, it, it, it doesn't make sense to me. Right. Uh, and, but somebody had to cover it and say, Hey, this, this did not happen. Like no matter how bad you, how bad you want it to have happened, right. it did not happen. Absolutely. That's exactly correct. I mean, look, politics is not for the faint of heart. You win and you lose and it's one step forward and two steps back. And that's how it's always been cheating or no cheating or fraud or no fraud or, and all this craziness or not that's just how it is just out out straight out of the gate uh then you mix in you know all of this craziness and it's it is an uphill battle both ways and people need to keep that in mind and that is why i say that education is the most important tool that we can have and that's why i push that here you don't just want to get trapped in the uh mindset of listening to things that you agree with and watching things that you agree with always you have to read and study from all sides of this so you can have a well-rounded understanding of what's going on because if you 
you think that something wrong happened and you just listen to the people who peddle that and you're not listening to any other aspects of this, then you can easily get trapped in this, you know, cycle of confirmation bias and it, it can really mess with your mind. You know, it doesn't take anything for someone to pick up a microphone, pick up a camera and go live and be in front of the entire world, depending on if it goes viral or not, or if enough people start clicking on it and the algorithms then send that out to people, you know, it's crazy. You look at people like we're talking about the Frog News Network or Kirsten W. And listen, listeners, I'm, I'm mentioning names of people and, I, you know, I'm, I'm about half undecided if I want you guys to actually check these people out or not. These people are poison. So understand that going into this. These people are not good people. They are poison. But if you want to know people that are doing this and, and the kinds of shows that he fights against and, and that I'm fighting against and, and, and that are poison, then you might check these names out, but be very careful. So, for example, there's Scott McKay, Street uh, Patriot, Street Fighter Patriot, uh, Brad Barton, Little Talk Show, the Frog News Network, Kirsten W., Charlie Ward, and these are all grifters, con artists. These are people that are selling products while trying to push a narrative that is just fantastical out of this world and not based in reality. So how do you pick who you cover or, or what you do? There's like four or five main culprits here that are putting out this information. Um, and is it, you, you cover those people or, or how do you decide? We try to cover, cover um, probably weekly. There's, there's a few we cover weekly and then we, uh, we might bounce to one or two like new or ones we haven't seen in a while, but we, we cover a few weekly just about every week. All right. That makes sense. You know, what, what I say is one of the things that makes me effective at what I do is how long I've been involved with politics. Okay. I've been involved since I, a very young age and I, I'm a nerd for this stuff. I, I love research. I love to know the ins and outs of the laws that govern the various offices and what their powers are what their powers aren't I you know I am a master of the knowledge of Freedom of Information Act and record request laws so I, I like to use that to my advantage and one of the things that I think is very helpful for you is the fact that you were in the military and that you you have you know access to people that are still in the military and you have sources that you're able to talk to and you have an understanding of military procedure because a lot of these people are talking about quote-unquote military actions and various military words and they're civilians they have no clue about any of these things in real life and when they say words because they think they sound good and other civilians might buy it you're like wait a minute that that's not anywhere close to being accurate if you would really quick i would like you to talk a little bit about your military experience uh what branch you were in how long you were in and kind of how that fits into all of this how that helps you out sure i was uh i was in the army uh 19 delta which is a calf scout um, went through training, uh, did my thing, got to a unit and, uh, and actually deployed out of country. I think I was, uh, out of, I think it, I didn't go to like basic training, then advanced training. It was all like uh, one, one stop cause it was combat arms. Okay. So as soon as I got out of my training phase, I was, uh, I was back at the house, I think for 15 days and then, and then wound up in Iraq. I kind of got the, 
short track to a deployment. <laughs> but um, I did I did my service. Um, I did one four contract, which is a four by two. Um, I, it actually ended up being like three years something here, and then three wow. uh, you know three years something here because I had some stuff going on at home. Uh, so I finished it in the National Guard. But uh, yeah, I had some experience. I, I got I got real close to some special forces units. That's what uh, I was trying to do before I had stuff happen at home. I wanted sure. to. Uh, I actually actually originally went in as oh it's it's an X-ray, an 18 X-ray, which is a special forces candidate. And if you make it through, you're supposed to have a slot. I had to turn it down because uh, you know my my dad was ill at the time, and and I had a lot of stuff going on. But uh, I always wanted to go back and pursue that. Uh, until I had kids, and then I got out. But I, I did meet a lot of friends within the Special Forces community. Um, I have a lot of friends that are Rangers. Uh, know a couple of people that are Navy SEALs. I mean, people that I could call on. And between that bit of background and the fact that uh, if if I, I'm not exactly uh, like I, I curse sometimes and, I, and I'm kind of uh, rough around the edges. <laughs> but if you could get past that, I'm, I'm pretty deceptively funny. I pride sure. myself in, in like the comedy in our show. Absolutely. And uh, between those two combinations, I can uh, I can really draw some people in and get them to uh, <laughs> at least listen for a little bit. They might hate it, but right. they'll at least listen and laugh for a little bit. Oh, no, man. So I tell it you. worked out in my favor for sure. Oh, absolutely. And you've done a fantastic job with that. Uh, let me ask you this, kind of switching directions here for, for a moment. One of the things that I love when it happens is when I'm covering some topic and somebody contacts me and they say, you're not conservative enough. Or someone else will contact me and say, you're not liberal enough. Someone will tell me that I'm not really a Republican or I'm not really a Democrat. I always love when they do that because, first of all, I'm like, no, I'm not really a Democrat. I'm, I'm a conservative. Well, you know, I've said that. But because I support this Democrat and that Democrat, you know, people lump me in with that. You know, and it's just always really funny because no matter what I am, Common sense for me must rule the day. I believe in common sense above and, and uh, before all else politically uh, speaking. If you're a Republican and you do not have common sense, then I'm coming for you. And if you are a liberal or a Democrat and you have common sense and you're willing to do what's right for the people, then I have no problem supporting you. I have went after Democrats, I've went after Republicans, I've supported Democrats, and I have supported Republicans. I have supported Green Party people. I've I've supported libertarians, and I've been all over the map. I am politically fluid in, in that respect, and I will always say that I, I am that, uh, that common sense must rule the day. Now, with what you do, you know, you're going after a large portion of quote-unquote conservatives or people acting like they're conservatives, or people that believe that they are conservatives. I might disagree with what they are because I just don't, in my mind, see how a true conservative could believe a lot of what these people are saying. I, you know, and that that's a maybe a different uh, argument for another day. But you know, I very well see that these people could be acting. You know, it could be that their goal is to make folks that are conservative look stupid or look crazy, or maybe they're just really, really confused and they think that they're conservative. And then, of course, it could be that they just simply don't care that they are true 
con men in, and con women in every sense of the word, and they are a Republican today if they need to be a Republican or a Democrat tomorrow if they need to be a Democrat as long as they can peddle their crap and make their money and, and get their face out there and be today's newest web celebrity. You know, I, I'm not really sure, but like I said, I, I, I honestly feel like if you get down to the truest sense of the word that these people really aren't conservatives as they are playing the part because I don't think that true conservatives with common sense would buy into what these people are trying to sell. I, I don't believe that they would believe it. But again, that's maybe, you know, saved for another day. That being said, I, I've never really truly heard what you say that you are. Now, you've just said earlier that you did vote for Trump and that you think that Trump would be doing a better job right now or could be doing a better job right now. And, you know, I, I also have a perception of how I see you. I, I you know, the, my perception is that you are right-leaning, maybe right-leaning libertarian, you know, or that you are constitutionally uh, minded and, and that you have a, a belief in, in you know, the uh, constitutional uh, aspects of America. And in my opinion, that tends to be very conservative minded. Others may disagree with me. Again, we can have that argument another day. With all of that laid out there, you go after these people, which tends to make it look like you're going after conservatives. So have you had a lot of blowback because of that, or, or what goes on there? When, when we decided to change directions, and I addressed my own audience and said, hey, um, this stuff isn't true. We need, to, we need to do something about it. I feel like you know I could cover this. Uh, and we were just doing it maybe once or twice a week. I actually lost a bunch of my own viewers. There were, uh, and and I don't have a huge audience. So right. when I first when I first decided to start covering this, is that's where it started at. They're like, oh, I can't believe you don't like Lynn Wood, or I can't believe you Ugh. don't like this guy. I'm out of here. Like we took a we took a pretty good hit. Um, and then uh, when uh, when the first the first one, I just I just go ahead and say how I how it really uh, hardened my views against this. But Scott McKay, who is uh, known as a Patriot Street Fighter. <laughs> Somebody recommended him and said, hey, you got if you're covering these types of people, you need to cover this guy. I got over to his show. I was in his chat. So I was just hanging out. I, I maybe disagreed once or twice. His chat attacked me. But in that episode, before I was banned, because I was banned in the very first episode, <laughs> um, in that episode, he had a guy on who was his friend, who was a, uh, uh, later on found out was a retired Marine, did 20 years, uh, a full, full service. Wow. And he worked in uh, like PR for the Marine Corps okay. in uh, Guam, I think. But um, I, honestly, he knew better that he should have called his friend out. The guy he was interviewing should have called out Scott McKay because Scott McKay was telling the guy that he was going to give him a purple heart oh! for his YouTube channel being banned. Oh, now, my God. Like I've sent home purple hearts. Right. I've seen a lot of people get purple hearts. I've sent purple hearts to families that that are getting nothing back but you know a box. Right. And when he said that he was handing out purple hearts, I think he said it had been his. Uh, this was like the 18th channel that was receiving a purple heart because uh. when you get banned off YouTube, that's that of course relates to you know sure. being shot at or blown up or hit or yeah. or dying in a combat. Right. Um. 
and uh, that that kind of solidified my resolve to to go after these people. Sure. Well, it's just because what they're doing in, in this case is going too far. It's it's one thing to rib each other and kind of give each other uh, a hard time and joke and and do how you know guys do or how a group of friends will do each other. That's one thing. But there are just certain things that you you don't joke about and you don't take light and and the Purple Heart is one of those things. Even with like my show, like uh, we go back and forth, uh, we pick on people, we, we make a joke out of a lot of things, but within yeah. the military, um, you might even make jokes about how someone got like their silver star or uh, this award or this achievement medal. No one, the Purple Heart is is dead serious. No one makes a joke about how you got it. No one jokes about, uh, you know, he didn't even deserve it. I yeah. helped him get it. Like, like it is the Purple Heart is the most serious of all awards and that someone would take that and turn it into their own personal trophy is what uh, is what really upset me about uh, when I first got started in this. With with Scott, yeah, uh, yeah, I agree with that. I yeah. you know the same thing happens in law enforcement uh, with various things that happen, or or when somebody finally makes a promotion or something like that, or or you know there there are times right. when a good know, ribbing when, is always appreciated. Absolutely, you know, and it's kind of busting balls is all part of it. But uh, yeah, you know the 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 Purple Heart is something that you stay the hell away from as far as that goes, and. And uh, the fact that these people are able to do that and think that it's amazing and, and think that it's funny and cute is just goes to show you the level of depravity that these people have. I, I, uh, I definitely agree with that. So you said that you were actually kicked out of uh, the group or the, the chat of uh, Scott McKay's Patriot Street Fighter on night one of going there and trying to look around and, and interact with these people who are supposed to be strong conservatives who love the First Amendment and love political debate and so on and so forth. Is, is that what you're telling me? Their chat wasn't very receptive of me. That's true. But uh, once I made a big enough splash to get on their radar, uh, they kind of un come unglued. I was surprised how easy it was to get under their skin, <laughs> uh, which you may say is like childish. Some people may say it's childish and petty, like getting under the skin. But, man, yeah. it throws them off their game. They, yeah. can't, they can't be out there grifting when they're worried about what I'm going to say right. about it. Right. Uh, and it's worked well for me, honestly. It sure has. And, and you're putting out quality content and and good amounts of it as well you know you're putting out episodes that are two and three and four hours long and you're doing that what three nights a week now you used to be every night but uh how how frequently do you release content now i did uh over a year um every night uh seven nights a week except for like when i was sick or we sure. had uh we had something come up basically that's a that's another reason i started my youtube channel was uh I, I'm a disabled vet, so mm -hmm, I, I right. have PTSD, and along with some other complications, and uh, I'm not I'm not exactly easy to live with. I don't I don't do really well at uh, expressing myself or sure. being able to communicate well with people, including my my wife. So um, I would imagine I was pretty unbearable, and uh, at <laughs> least with the YouTube, uh, when I go on there when I live stream for you know two, three, four, five, seven hours, however long it takes. <laughs> right. I can get all that out and kind of take it off. My wife's my caretaker and yeah. uh I could imagine it's 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 a pretty hard job. Right, right. You you <laughs> So you, when I can get it out on YouTube yeah. and not take it to her, I yeah. think she appreciates that and it and it helps the YouTube channel. It certainly does. And that's another thing I was going to say that I, I love about your channel and, and what you put out. 
you guys kind of have a little bit of a family affair going on because you have back and forth with your wife during your program and your children are both involved. You got two kids that, that interact on the show and you've given them uh, little segments of the show that they, they can do their thing on and your audience loves seeing them come forward. They're, the kids are amazing and you and your wife have great uh, back and forth and kind of comedic timing so that's awesome to see that this whole thing is like a, a family affair and that's that's really that's really neat so what are you hoping to do with this are, are you satisfied where you're at are you wanting to make this a bigger ordeal are you wanting to turn this into a career you know where where do you um, stand with that and I guess that questions just selfishly for myself because you know being a content creator I, I've got goals and dreams and thoughts and ideas and you know i know where i want to be in five years from now and so i'm just kind of interested for myself what are your thoughts where do you see yourself within this program and platform say in a year three or five years down the road from now well i think they'll uh they'll they'll always be the youtube channel i think there'll always be a need uh for someone who's a little rough around the edges right. who's, who's not afraid to say something to call people out that yeah. that you know other people avoid um, but I, I told my, I, as I told several people, including my own audience, um, I'm not exactly worried about being on YouTube and like hitting a million subscribers or, or a hundred thousand right. subscribers. Uh, but I have to have a channel, um, that's got people in it that can, uh, that can, that can be willing to see through the, you see through the bullshit sure. and get back to the basics. And if you've been in my chat, you've seen, um, have a little bit of a thick skin. I mean, we all like to joke around oh, yeah. um, and play around and, and joke with each other. So that's that's another thing I've noticed with, like I said earlier, with all these guys. Man, you can't, they're on some type of ego trip to oh, where yeah. you can't make fun, you can't, you can't say you disagree, you can't say nothing. So as long as my community, uh, which has been very supportive of me, honestly, like I have an extremely small community, uh, and they're they're super more supportive than a lot of bigger communities. Sure. But uh, as long as it stays solid, um, whether it grows or decreases or whatever, as long as it stays there, and even if they leave, <laughs> I'll probably still be here talking to this <laughs> microphone and uh, this camera because it personally helps me. It's almost like uh, it's almost like my second therapy for the week because I, I, I do go to the VA and and do that part, but I get to I get to do it here at the house too, which has uh, really helped me. So it'll always be here, but I'm not exactly exactly looking to to hit a million subs or or what, whatever happens happens but i'll sure. be here sure yeah <laughs> that's that yeah that's that's amazing i mean and and you do provide uh such a such a uh, a great service uh for yourself and for others um i mean it's 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 covering a very real and important topic, and it's something that we all need to at some point discuss and and uh, you know take a look at at what what kind of reality that we want to be living in. I mean, if, if this is you know if, if this is going to be fairy tale world, then that's fine. But but people ought to be able to to know that's what's going on. And if you choose that, you you choose that. But you know, I like to live in the real world, and what what's going on in these channels sure. are just not the real world, you know. And one thing you said earlier sure. that I, I should have touched on earlier, and I didn't, um, when you were saying like they see us all as crazies, um, yeah. 
these people, this is another big reason I thought I need to step up before something happens. These these grifters, these people that are spreading this misinformation, um, they're also spreading stuff that may be a likely scenario, and they're driving it to the forefront. When they say like, oh, well, you know, I, I, of course, I'm, I'm, I'm right-leaning, uh, I'm voted for Trump or whatever, so they'll say stuff like, the left is taking over. They're going to round us up. Do you want to be, you know, do you want your guns taken away? Do you want to be rounded up this way? Do you want to, do you want to sent to re-education camps? Now, I don't personally believe that I need a re-education camp or I'm incapable of owning my firearms or right. anybody is. But they're driving a narrative that is so crazy that has daily threats to uh, politicians, yeah. that has uh, the threat of standing up armies, of marching on Washington, of bringing tomahawks and chopping people down. They're driving the same narrative that they, they pretend to be fighting against. So sure. I don't want to get rounded up with these people. I want, I want people to know there's a difference between me yeah. I voted for Donald Trump. Yes. I understand Joe Biden's now the president, and, and I'll do what I do from that. Right. And the people who refuse to admit it want to show up in Washington, want to do the January 6th stuff, or, or worse. Yeah. Um, I don't – we can't all be corralled there right. because the left will use that as – and maybe rightfully so. We'll say, hey, these people are fucking dangerous. Like they're They're yeah. asking an army to come and take over. They're saying that – uh, there's clones and aliens, and these people deserve to die a traitor's death, and we're going to see to it. I mean, just crazy yeah. stuff that I don't want to be associated with because I know that one day that could come down to we've got to get these people. They're 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 getting dangerous. Now that's a really good scary point because I know I don't want to be lumped in with these people. I'm sure you don't want to be lumped in with these people, and people do that a lot. I, I mean, I've heard it. I've heard it from people who watch my show. I've heard it from people who definitely disagree with me, and, and you know, it's a scary thought that people say, look, the conservatives are going crazy. Look what they believe. Well, I certainly don't believe what Scott McKay believes. I don't believe what Brad Barton believes. I know that you don't, and I don't want to be lumped in with that. I'm not even 100% sure that those people are fully conservative. You know, maybe they are, maybe they're not, but I, I, I certainly don't want to be lumped in with that, and I don't want them to be lumped in with me because we definitely uh, <clears throat> do, not, do not go together. And the flip side of that is kind of looking at, at the people who do from our perspective. You know, doing what you do and doing what I do, we are both defenders of the First Amendment. I, I can I can guarantee you that you that you know you are I've not really heard you talk about that much, but I just know that you are, okay? And so am I. And it's it's interesting to me that you and I would stand up and fight for our First Amendment rights. <clears throat> we would stand up and fight for the First Amendment rights of people on the left. We would also stand up and fight for the First Amendment rights of Scott McKay or Brad Barton or Kirsten W. and various people like that. What's really interesting is that people on the left... They're not going to stand up and fight for your right to freedom of speech or my right to freedom of speech. But in the same breath, Kirsten W. and her followers and Scott McKay and his followers and the Frog News Network people and their followers, they're also not going to stand up to fight for your right to speak or my right to speak. They want to silence you. They want to silence me. So it's interesting to me that these conservatives 
that are the con artists, that are the grifters, that are saying nonsense and making all of us look crazy, and they're, they're, they're causing people to lump us in with them, they're really truly more in line with people on the left. And that's in some of that regard. Now, I, I know people on the left that are just as conspiratorial and, and it's, it's crazy, but I'm not saying that all members of the left are conspiratorial. I'm just saying that I know that there is a large volume of people, certainly on the national stage that have platforms that are attempting to shut us down and that are not wanting to stand up for our rights to be able to speak, but yet <clears throat> so are these so-called conservatives. And that's why I wish people would really take a look before they start calling these people just hardcore conservatives because I, I just don't see anything that makes me believe that. Again, I think they're more lumped in with people that I don't consider myself lumped in to than, than lumped in with, say, you or I. Besides their political candidates, they're, they're more common than most people will think. Both sides have, have tried to shut down, including Scott McKay himself has, has put a mass flagging campaign out through his Telegram uh, when he talks to his viewers off of YouTube to uh, you know, flag me down. I, sh I should get mass reported. I should get taken down from YouTube. And I literally will not. I tell my viewers, you're, you should not report anybody. Everybody yeah. deserves the right to speak up until it's criminal. Right. right? Like uh, when, you're, when you're making threats of harm or you're saying, this, I'm going to go blow this place up or right. something like that, of right. course. But everything else is fair game. And both sides have uh, have met to to try to silence anybody who disagrees with them, and it's even worse than that. Um, they like to they like to a lot of these people like to fly under the uh, right wing Republican. Uh, they'll even say like uh, stuff like, "Oh, these crazy commies out here wanna wanna mess us up." But on the backside of their beliefs, they're almost meeting in agreement. They uh, like they they. Uh, the left wants universal basic income. Um, that's sure. just one of the things that the far left, at least, is speaking about. Well, these grifters believe that millions and trillions and dollars were were taken back from the Vatican, and we're fixing to get universal basic income. <laughs> or the left uh, might be uh, might be reaching for uh, universal health care and uh, the paid for by the government. And uh, these people believe that there's some type of hidden alien technology that is uh, <laughs> the best healthcare in the world. It cures all diseases and, and fixes anything, blah, blah, blah. And it's going to be free as soon as, uh, as soon as it's revealed to us and, and given to us as med beds. Um, the silence and all, their, uh, all the dissenters or anybody who disagrees with them, they're, they, the one screams Trump and one screams anybody but Trump, and then they align on a lot of issues uh, that I don't. I don't think they they're blinded by their own political motives, and they don't realize how far they're taking some stuff and sure. um, how much they're risking by by the way they're out here acting. Like I, I've always said, um, like if 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 my friend called me up, okay, he's my friend, and we have we have similar beliefs. But if he's if he's on the phone saying, "Hey, me and you should go and pick up these weapons and go do this to a political leader," I'm not gonna be like, "Oh, that's my friend." Like, blah blah blah. Like, I don't want to be involved with that. Right. I don't want to be herded down with you. That's not my plan. That's yeah. not something that I, I'm planning on doing. And uh, so it's like almost like they've uh, they've 
they've consolidated ranks within this. It, it's crazy the people involved too. A lot of old ladies and, and yeah. older guys, and I mean like 80s and 90s on Social Security, and they're out here calling for the heads of of <laughs> people based on complete and complete and utter lies about clones and right. aliens and uh, baby farms underground <laughs> and and just the craziest stuff you've ever heard and. We've got grandmas that may end up in federal prison or march on Washington. Like it's crazy. Right. I've never seen anything like this. And if it was like this before, I didn't know about it. Oh yeah. Hey, look, let's not kid ourselves. There's always been conspiracy theorists out there. There's always been people that haven't wanted to go with the status quo, and there've been the people who've been on the uh, outskirts of 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 what's really going on and they've tried to recruit and and get people to you know believe along with them and i'm sure that's been that way since since the first stone was carved on with another rock back in the beginning days you know what i mean i'm sure it's been that way since the beginning of time that said even though social media and the internet have have been around now for 15, 20 years for the modern people, you know, uh, that, that we've got the access to them from our homes and whatnot. It wasn't like this even 10 years ago. We are through the looking glass. And my biggest fear is that this turns people off. That people say, okay, this is crazy, the conservatives are crazy, the liberals are crazy, and I'm fine not being involved. Because what happens when that happens is, it's the same thing that we're hearing right now when we're hearing good police officers are retiring because of the whole defund the police movement and and all of the hate that the police are getting. Um, you know, I, I'm a former law enforcement officer, so this is something that is, is near and dear to my heart. When you have all of this hatred for policing and police can't breathe without there being some sort of major ordeal, what you have is good officers, officers that do things right, officers that keep the other officers in line, officers that you want to be cops. They say, to hell with it, I'm going to go out here and get a private sector job. I'm going to go back to school. I'm going to, I'm going to go uh, be homeless. You know, uh, they're going to do anything other than put themselves in a situation where they can be shot and killed and nobody care, or they can be protecting somebody's life or their own life. And they can be, uh, you know, thrown in prison because people are outraged and it's America 2021. They're going to quit. Well, what happens when the good cops quit? The bad cops remain because the bad cops aren't going to quit. They want those jobs. They're going to keep those jobs until they are forced out or until they retire after 60 years of service because they never want to give up that job because it's all part of the, the uh, allure to them and it's all part of them being the quote-unquote bad cop. The other thing that happens is agencies lower their standards so they're no longer even hiring good people that get burnt out by it later on now they're just hiring the bad people to begin with so you have older bad cops now training the newer bad cops and all that does is breed 
a situation where it's just total chaos and everything is bad. And that same principle can be applied to this situation. When you have the younger people or the older people who finally want to get involved or, or anybody, anybody that wants to start getting involved in politics and, and or people that are involved or have been involved for just a little bit and they see all of this chaos going on around and they say, uh-uh, this is not for me. I don't want this drama, too much drama. I don't need the headache. It can be somebody else's problem. And they exit stage left or they don't get involved to begin with or, or they check out after a couple of years. Basically, all that does is it leaves the crazies. It leaves the bad people. It leaves the people that we don't want in, both in in the Republican Party and the Democrat Party. It leaves the people that we don't want around that have the conservative frame of mind or the liberal frame of mind. It leaves the bad guys, the nuts, the, the people that are no good to be playing the game. And all of us are here saying, uh-uh, what, what's going on? Where are all the good people? And all the good people are like, nope, I checked out. That crazy shit is not for me. Yeah, actually, we've seen it firsthand so with what you're talking about, people being disenfranchised and leaving. And, and what tends to happen, maybe your viewers don't know, they haven't seen as much or in, as in-depth as I have or maybe you have. But what seems to happen is people end up finding a small conspiracy theory which leads to a bigger conspiracy theory, which leads to a bigger and bigger and bigger until they're following one of these grifters who's peddling them all. Uh, a lot of people got caught up in it because we were all at home uh, yeah. with the pandemic and blah, 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 access to the internet. Anyways, what tends to happen with those people is eventually they'll watch quietly for a while and then they'll, then they'll chat, then they'll become more active, then they'll become more vocal. When yeah. they become more vocal, there are people around them, friends and family and, and the people that they live their lives with, the people they interact with daily, that are not all going to agree with them. When these people disagree, there's no merits to stand on. There's no truth here. There's no facts. So instead, they lash out. They separate themselves from people. They quit talking to family members. They won't speak to their best friends. They, they cut off people. They block people on social media. And what we're seeing more and more of is this crazy train has had all of these hard deadlines that, that keep getting missed, okay? It's, it's going to be January 1st. It's going to be January 6th. It's going to be the second day of February. It's going to be the last day of February. They've missed all these deadlines. Every time they miss a deadline, people get, try to get off that train. Uh, and when they do, they've, they, they're embarrassed. Uh, they're ashamed of some of the stuff they've done and said and believed. Uh, they come to my chat all the time and say, look, you know, I, 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 I haven't talked to my kids. You know, I, 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 January 6th, I quit talking to my kids because they didn't, they didn't believe what I was saying. Now, I don't believe it, but I, I'm alone now. How do I get back to, to reality where they're at? They're just so embarrassed and, and fed up with the system. So many people say, you know what, I voted and did this, blah, blah, blah. Then I got caught up in this and disenfranchised with that. I'm never voting again or I'm never participating or this is the last time I want to hear about politics, which is really scary. I do the same thing on my show. A lot of times I get chastised uh, right. for saying, oh, yeah, you, you point out what's wrong with this guy, what's wrong with that guy. Well, what's your plan? Well, my plan's always been the same. It's, it's, uh, it's, most people don't know this, but... The local politics affect your life 90 percent more than anything else in your life. Yep. Get involved with your local mayor, board of mayor and alderman. Your election, even if you're worried about elections, your election commission is in your county. Yep. Your your secretary of state is in control of all that, and your state legislators. Yep. But now they're so disenfranchised. It's ruined families. It's ruined friendships. We've even met a woman 
who divorced her husband Holy shit. Uh, over on Brad Barton's community because he didn't believe what what uh, what was going on. And I kid you not, this sounds like a comedy line, <laughs> but she said that he won't watch the shows with her, the grifter shows. He doesn't believe what she believes, and she feels like she knows that she, in, in her religion she should never leave a marriage except for adultery. Oh. And but she feels like that maybe he's he's kind of committing adultery with uh, Satan because he doesn't uh. want to be part of this spiritual war. And they got a divorce, like it's ruining families. Dude. Yeah. And when you when the train finally stops, where do you go if you if you don't have friends, you don't have families? Uh, where do you go? You're just going to be there by yourself. Yeah, I tell you, it's really scary because a lot of the people who are involved with this on both sides, the people who are peddling the bullshit, the people who are the quote-unquote stars of this movement, and the people who are viewing this, the people that are donating to this, the people that are buying into this, the people that are leaving their families and their friends and they're shutting down completely and blocking people on social media over all of this, it has the same kind of feel in my mind uh, as a cult, you, the cult leaders, the cult followers. And I'll tell you, the other aspect of it that makes me really uneasy is it's taking a religious tone that they are equating, you know, the belief in this to the belief in what's occurring in the Bible or, or what's been, uh, you know, said in various religions and, and I'm, I'm gonna say right now i'm a believer okay i'm a christian and i know part of my belief is that there is a plan that is laid out uh but i don't see this being anywhere related to my belief and the fact that people are being able to intermingle those two things is very very scary and and it it gets you know in my mind to be very false prophet ish and 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 all of that and um, I I don't understand how people don't see that I don't know why people can't feel it it's really scary that people don't have better instincts than that but of course then again I've always wondered how somebody winds up in a cult in the desert getting branded and you know killing people for for their their leader because that seems crazy to me too so you know i guess this is just part of the human condition it's it's wild and it it does need to be stopped for various reasons god i i hate to do this but we do have to take a quick break so will if you can sit tight we will finish this up when we come back ladies and and gentlemen, we will have more from Mr. Will Bird of the Cold Beer Confessional. You're listening to the 158th episode of Perception is Reality. I'm your host, Christopher H. Bilbrey, and we'll be right back. Friends, I can tell you as a musician for the last 25 years whose primary instrument is the drum kit that it has taken a lot of hard work, dedication, and years to make myself as proficient as I feel like I am on that instrument today. During that same time, at various points and dozens of times, I have picked up and also then put down the guitar trying to learn enough to impress my friends, maybe impress a girl, play that 
really cool cover or maybe try and write my own music. It's just really tough when you don't have the same kind of dedication that I had on the drums. Maybe you don't have the time, but you'd still like to noodle around. Studies show children that play musical instruments do better in math and science. Are you interested in starting them out early? Are you interested in making a little bit of beautiful noise that doesn't annoy everyone and relieves stress? Well, let me tell you, there is an invention just for you. It's called Bob McNally's Strumstick. Strumstick was invented by Bob McNally. It's a three-stringed musical instrument. It's especially for beginners, but everyone will enjoy it. I have one, and it is a blast. Because of the tuning and the way the frets are spaced, there are effectively no wrong notes. The Strumstick is designed to play in just one key instead of all 12. Look, if you know what that means, you're a musician and you'll love this thing. If you don't know what what that means it doesn't matter because you will love this thing you really need to check it out go to strumstick.com and check out bob mcnally's strumstick you will not be disappointed here we go i take a start of some shit it's the mouth it's about to get lit get the place in the best you know that stage is set you better buckle up because you ain't seen nothing yet all right, folks, welcome back. Episode 158, Perception is Reality. I'm Christopher Bilbrey. We are joined by Mr. Will Bird, host of the Cold Beer Confessional show on YouTube. Whatever you do, please, please don't forget to check him out. It's a fantastic production. It is wonderful content. It is definitely needed. Who would have thought that something like this was needed? But I guess in 2021, in the world we're living in, anything is possible. But I tell you what, we're glad that he is out there doing it because he knows his stuff and he is able to get right with these people and is is really is really good at cutting through the bullshit and letting you know, you know, what's going on here is is complete nonsense. I, I honestly didn't think that we would need people to, to do this. I thought that it was pretty self-explanatory. But if you look at the numbers that these folks have it's clear that we need 10 more uh, like Will. Actually, we need him to be working around the clock. You need to actually be doing 24-hour live shows each and every day because there's just so much to handle here. It's ridiculous. You know, as I mentioned earlier, there are, you know, about four or five of the regular people uh, that, that that you cover and that, that I've watched and, and uh, look at from time to t- time to time. However, there are plenty of others that don't receive nearly the amount of views that these folks do, but they're still receiving a good amount of reviews. And that's what's scary, that that somewhere out there in the world, there are a shit ton of people listening to nonsense like this. But just speaking about the top four or five, to look at the numbers that these folks receive as far as views is scary. Now, my hope is, and I think you've talked about this, that a lot of those numbers are maybe inflated with bots or something like that, that they're they're making themselves look bigger. And, and that's all part of the grift and part of the con man, con woman routine, I guess. But, you know, it's, it's still scary to, to look at 
the number of people that that do click on these folks programs and and are there and ready and willing to suck all this nonsense up uh as i said earlier in the show i'm very conflicted about telling people to click on these people's programs and listen because i would hate to send anybody down this rabbit hole unless they um, really had their shit together. So uh, I'm very conflicted there, but if I send people to your show, which I'm absolutely doing, they're going to see these people anyways. So we might as well run through that really quickly. Uh, as I said earlier, there's a gentleman named Scott McKay. Uh, there is a woman called Kirsten W., and it's spelled very strangely. It's spelled C-I-R-S-T-E-N. W, you can check that out. There uh, is a gentleman named Brad Barton. Mel Kay is is one of these people. Charlie Ward. Uh, and then, of course, the Frog News Network. Now, I got to be really honest. While I think all of these people are complete idiots and and are, are, are basically criminals through various grifting actions in their own right, and none of their production values are very good. They all are very sloppy because it's not about how they're presenting it. It's about what they're presenting, and it's about what's happening to them. It's about them being able to sell themselves and sell their product, okay? That's that's all that matters, and I guess they don't realize that uh, production value might increase that, but, you know, uh, who knows? I guess when you're dealing with uh, content this crazy, it just kind of sells itself. That being said, I can watch most of these people on my own to look at what they're saying and to get mad and to comment and to fight back against this, but the Frog News Network, the Frog people, I don't understand what is going on there. I cannot, for the life of me, listen to them for more than two or three minutes. Whoever whoever can listen to that nonsense with a straight face and think that these people have a clue what's going on, are actually getting intel from anybody and are able to pass it along and they're going to be these big stars and a part of this movement, if they are our leaders we might as well just go ahead and eat the cyanide capsule. That's all I can say. I, I, I just don't, I don't know. I can't do it. It's just too much. So I, I don't know. You guys, as the listeners, please go check out Will's program. You'll see all of these different characters, and then you don't actually have to look them up yourselves. That would probably be the best. So you can listen to them and you can get some actual normal common sense so you're not tempted to be sucked into this downward spiral of a life that they try to suck you into. But <laughs> I don't know. I just I, I can't wait to hear the feedback from the audience once they have checked out the uh, Frog News Network, Mike and Doug. It's just it's uh it would be hilarious if it wasn't so scary, the shit that they are peddling. 
You know, and what's funny is they all talk about getting intel, and it's weird because, you know, look, I've got sources in local government, I've got sources in state government, I've got a couple people I talk to uh, in various aspects of the federal government, I have people in law enforcement that I talk to, and I have people who talk to me both on the record and off the record. I have people that that call me and leave messages. I have people that message me from uh, burner numbers or internet-made cell phone numbers. I have people who email me from fake accounts, and they're providing information about local government, sometimes state government. And look, that might sound crazy to some people, but their intel has always paid off. And it's provable by my show, by the platform that I've built, and by the fact that I'm still here, you know. Uh, So I have to say, I understand people wanting to get information to folks that might not want to do it out in the open, and they might have great information. But I think the thing we have to keep in perspective here is... A secretary from the city of Muncie, Indiana, which is a smaller large town. It's less than 60,000 people, all right? The the secretary from an office up at City Hall who wants to message me anonymously and tell me about something that he or she has heard reference something at a city council meeting is a little bit different than Brad Barton from the Brad Barton Little Talk Show talking about some high-ranking general from the United States Marine Corps giving him some classified information across Facebook Messenger so that Brad can then peddle it out to his millions of viewers. That's, <laughs> it's, it's really crazy. I mean, I guess it could be happening. It just doesn't seem likely. I mean, I know there's secret information out there, but I just don't see anybody saying, you know... Th- Let's give it to our guy Brad Barton. <laughs> (laughs) so he can put it on YouTube for a million people, even though it's secret information. Uh, Yeah. Uh, All right. Okay, so we're getting ready to wind down, um, and we've been having some good fun here kind of talking about these weirdos. And, you know, although it is very serious and what they're doing is crazy, we've been approaching it fairly lighthearted, and that's what I like about what you do. You do it with a comic spin, and I, I definitely want to say again, ladies and gentlemen, his name is Will Bird. He is the host of the Cold Beer Confessional. It's on YouTube. He talks about politics. He talks about what's currently going on in the world, in America today, uh, and he tries to dispel all of this crazy fake news and weirdness that's coming from these group uh, groups of con artists, uh, grifters. Um, you know, I think that they are no good, scummy people. Uh, you know, I'm not going to make your mind up for you. You're going to have to just see. But I'm telling you, if you go down that road, you're going to have to do it with some serious common sense, with some education, and with a good support team around you because it's very easy to get sucked down that road if you're not careful. All of that aside, we also want to talk about something really serious and serious in Will's life. And I want to just say for a second to everyone listening, 
You know, I don't ask you guys for much. All I ever ask is that you share the show with everyone you know. I am seriously asking you to definitely listen to the last half here of the show, the last few minutes that we've got, and and please, if it's in your heart to do something, I, I'm, I'm asking you if it's on your mind, in your heart, uh, if you pray, pray about it, if, if you, uh, you know, whatever you do, whatever you think, whatever you believe, uh, if, if you're so inclined to act and help here, uh, I'm asking you from the bottom of my heart to do that, uh, and and this is me asking you on behalf of, of Will for Will um, because it's something that speaks to me and it's something that matters to me because I truly believe what he's doing is good work, and I truly believe that he is a good guy and a good person, and uh, this is something that affects him and his family. And uh, that's that's another reason why I wanted to have him on and get him on here soon. So, of course, again, as we've been talking, he is the host of the Cold Beer Confessional show on YouTube. He is a husband and a father. He is a, a great guy, a good guy to talk to, a good guy to interact with. He is also a United States military veteran who the VA has determined is, what did I hear you say the other day, 45 or 50% disabled? I'm actually uh, I'm actually 40 right now, uh, but on a uh, this is a two-year ongoing battle to try to get it raised. Uh, okay. Everyone I talk to, the even the VA physicians, know that it should be raised. It's just... Uh, the red tape. You get what you get, and yeah. then and then you fight uphill from there. That's that's what I've always that's what I've always heard. So why don't you take it from here and go ahead and kind of explain your situation, um, so people can know what's going on, so I don't get any of the details wrong. Okay. What it, what had happened was um, I did work for a long time. Sure. Uh, well, I mean, years after I left the military, and and kind of in denial about what was going on. And blaming it on other stuff like, right. uh, you know, I, I'm just wild or I, I just get these spells of, you know, where I'm sad or and, and when I finally figured out what it was um, and it was progressing at such a rate with the PTSD and the depression and stuff that was going on, I just um, I finally re- realized what was going on and why I was having so much trouble holding a job and, and why I couldn't do this. And I couldn't concentrate on that. Why? I had so many run-ins with the cops and, and, and became so angry so quick. Like, a lot of things led up to me not being able to work. Now, sure. The VA is going to take care of me. I'm going to get that disability eventually. It's just a, it's a long battle. Right. Um, a lot of stuff you have to prove. Um, they haven't denied me anything. It's just, it just takes time to prove that, and the pandemic slowed it way down. So at the time when, when all this was going on and, and I was kind of losing quite a bit of stuff, I went from you know income to no income. I also had to put my family somewhere. I mean, I got a wife and two kids. Uh, one of my kids is, is actually special needs, and um, we, we, I had to put them somewhere. So I entered into an agreement um, for a 10-year contract, which was basically uh, a really what seemed to be a really good rent-to-own kind of deal or lease with uh, with option to buy at the end, and a portion uh, uh, the be- the greater portion of my rent was actually going to paying down the house, and it was supposed to be 10 years, and at the end of the 10 years, finance the remainder and um, and go on. I had a friend carrying the note for me. Now that friend um, ended up in a divorce that was pretty messy, and and some other stuff going on, and and stuff within their own life as as everybody does, and 
and they can't afford to hold the note anymore. So I went to, uh, I went from having, you know, another seven years left to get the VA to straighten their stuff out, uh, get my credit score back on track and, and stack some money in the bank to buy the house to, Hey, you got two months to either wow. buy the house or leave. I don't, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, you got, you got 60 days. I, I can't do nothing. I can't stop it. So I, I'm, I was really, 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 uh, not okay with asking for help. I know what type of people I cover. I didn't sure. want people to, to associate me with that and, and think that I was trying to do the same thing or get something yeah. free. Um, I am exploring all options. Like I've talked to so many people, uh, the VFW, the American Legion, uh, wounded war. I've talked to everybody. I'm, I'm trying to hit because I only have two months to figure out where my family of four is going to live. Man. I'm trying to hit every aspect, but one of them was, uh, I was actually asked, um, by my own community, like, please, please start something. Yeah. Uh, can we send you donations? Yeah. Now, my show is set up to where it takes donations for day-to-day costs, sure. for cameras and lights and, and microphones or whatever. Yep. Uh, but I didn't, I didn't want to lump it all together because then somebody might say, well, you don't know, he might have made $300,000 or he, right. he might have already, he's probably bought his house twice by now. So I actually went with a GoFundMe as much as it hurt. I never thought I would need that level of help. It's just a pride thing, really. Sure. But I, um, I went with the GoFundMe so people could see he needs this much. This much has come in, and when we get to this much, it's done, or I get as close as we can to that much. So I did start a GoFundMe, and that is to uh, try to secure the funds to just uh, buy the house outright and, uh, and not have to worry about that aspect again. Or um, there could, it, it could, uh, I, may not, I may not get that chance to buy the house and, and try <sighs> to get somewhere else to live. Right now, the housing market, especially here, I'm in Tennessee, okay. and I think nationwide is... Yeah. With the price of lumber and yep. uh, the pandemic, nothing was being built or worked on. It's outright. I can't even, even if I wanted to leave today and go to a rental property. Yeah. Um. I I can't I can't find any. There's there's apartments with no vacancy. Like there's sure. there's just not places for people to live. Uh. And this being our dream home, dream home, we're trying to secure it. Uh. For us and the kids. So we do have a GoFundMe that that's up. Um. Even if you even if you. Don't put yourself out. I, I would never ask anybody to put themselves in in a bad spot for right. me or my family. Take care of yourself. But even if you can just share it, that's yeah. that's the that's the goal. I think to most of these, if you can, sh- if enough people see it, yeah. to where uh, everybody that donates can only maybe only donates two dollars. Yeah, uh, that's a lot. I would feel much better about that than someone donating twenty thousand dollars. Right, right. Uh, I, I don't want anybody to carry my burden on that level. Oh, absolutely, and you know, it's it's kind of like that old adage, and I, I've heard you talk about it a little bit, and the, it's it makes sense. You know, it's not like you need one person to give you a hundred and fifty thousand dollars. You need one hundred and fifty thousand people to give you one dollar, and brother, that is very possible. And through the power of social media. Through the power of platforms like yours or mine, it, it should be easy. And and if everybody would just pray on this, think about this, whatever your belief is, whatever you do, you know, if you don't want to just jump, don't jump. I mean, just at least think about it. But but while you're thinking before you act, if you're thinking maybe you can donate, maybe you want to see how much you can donate, whatever, I would at least ask that you share the link for the donation. And I want to say, and I'll say this a couple more times, the link 
for the GoFundMe donation will be on my Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash bilberry318. So you will find the GoFundMe link there throughout various comments. All right. It will be on my Facebook page, which is Christopher H. Bilbrey on Facebook. Christopher's with a K. It will also be permanently in the description of this episode. So whatever you're listening to this on right now, if you go there, if you go to iTunes, if you go to Google Podcast, if you go to the home link, perception.fireside.fm, and you click on the description of this episode, you will find the link to the GoFundMe page for this GoFundMe uh, link for the donations. And there you can donate or at least share it. We're trying to get this in front of as many eyes as possible. And Will, there's also a way they can just go to the Google machine and search for your link, correct? What, what's that way? It's, it's under my name, Will and his family to stay in his home. I, I know it's kind of a complicated title, sure. but uh, I'll, give you a, I'll give you a link. Uh, if, you, if you can get to my YouTube channel, there's a video there that you can watch that okay. explains this more in depth that yep. was very hard for me to make, but uh, in the description of that video, is the link and i've been i've been trying to share the link on my social media platforms and stuff like that it's just it's a link you can click on oh yeah sure uh and listen folks everyone that's listening to this in the description of this episode you will find all of the links to get to will you will find the link most importantly to the gofundme you will find the link to his youtube uh, channel his YouTube account so you can watch all of his content. You will find the link to his Facebook accounts so that you can interact with him there. And everything will be there in the description of this video. It'll be in one nice and neat little section so you can find it. Do you know where you currently are towards your goal? We're actually trying to raise uh, the, the house is somewhere up around $200,000. The appraisal is waiting to come back. I've already paid uh, somewhere around 60, 50, 60, somewhere around there, still figuring all that up. But okay. uh, that's what we're asking for is the 150 or as close as we can get. Uh, one of the issues I've run into is because of waiting on the VA and fighting the VA, we've, I mean, we've lost cars and uh, we've, we've been behind on bills. My credit's kind of shot. I but yeah. whatever I can raise, let's, if I make if I make fifteen thousand dollars, I'm gonna take every dime of it and try to go to the bank and finance the rest. Right. Um, so it's kind of uh, whatever we can get, but uh, the maximum is is one fifty to to just uh, buy the house outright. And I'm gonna do what I can uh, with whatever I get. What what kind of uh, time frame are you looking? Well, I mean, when 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 does when does the uh, shit have <laughs> yeah, to be? Yeah, it's uh, it's it's two it's two months about. Two months, about 10 days ago. Which, just so folks know, he's referencing uh, a time period based on when he and I are recording this, which we're recording this on the 11th of June, 2021. So depending on when you're listening to this, he may have a lot less time. So keep that in mind. I just want to put that in there for the record. This is being recorded on June 11th, 2021. It's a pretty quick time frame, which there are some things that I can do to uh, hopefully slow that down. I mean, right. I don't think in the, in the state of Tennessee, I'm supposed to at least have 90 days and blah, blah, blah. Um, 
I would rather get a handle as quickly as possible. Absolutely. But I'll, I'll do whatever I can. I mean, this is a this is a putting a roof over my family's right. head. You oh, know, yeah. it's, a, it's a situation where there is is nothing off the table. I have I hear to you. Uh, have to do what I can to to provide for my family. Brother, I absolutely hear you, and I you know I, I do not uh, fault you one bit. I completely understand, and you know it's, that's what this life is all about: helping each other out and helping each other through it when when each other needs a helping hand. I know that if I needed some help, I know there would be people out there that would be helping me, so I try to do what I can when I can, and, and this definitely spoke to me. And, you know, you're, you're just a good guy. You do a lot of great work. You do an important job. People don't realize, you know, they think that this is just all goofing around and, you know, making YouTube videos and, and talking into a microphone or whatever, but we really do important work here and, and, and help people in a lot of ways ways people never really even understand so uh you know you're doing great work and you 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 served this country and now it's time for this country to uh, help serve you a little bit so uh, i am definitely uh glad to be able to help you uh, along through this let me ask you about the about the gofundme uh, information or anything about your uh, your program. Is there anything that we didn't cover that you would maybe like to say to everybody before we roll? Thanks for having me on. Um, I appreciate it. Again, you can check me out at the YouTube.com. Uh, I'm under Colbert Professional. It's actually YouTube.com forward slash Will Bird. B-Y-R-D is the direct link. Okay. Um, but uh, one thing I just wanted to say at, at the very end is um, when you're talking about these grifters and you're talking about the stuff that's going on, uh, a lot of people get drug in because a conspiracy is fun. I understand that. Sure. I like conspiracies. <laughs> right. I like to read about conspiracies. I, I like to go down these weird roads and see where they leave. Or, <laughs> or uh, not, uh, Nazis at the center of the earth and aliens and you know just to read yeah. about stuff yeah. or learn about stuff. But uh, no matter how deep you go on on in a political spectrum or in a uh, or in a uh, what would most people would call a conspiracy. Keep your support system close. I've I've been uh, at what I felt was uh, many times at what I felt was like the edge uh, of of what I could take, uh, you know, here here on sure. this earth. Right, the and, flat earth. Uh, right. You do, you don't want to get caught. You don't want to get caught in a bad spot, and you've and you've ran off your family or your friends or the people that that know how to support you, that know how to help you out, that know yeah. how to speak with you. You need right. to keep those people close. Uh, no matter how deep you go, I, sure. I don't care if they're red or blue or or Trump or or lizard people. Like right. you, you're going to need someone yeah. at some point. So Absolutely. keep those people close. That's a good message because it's not hard for people to wobble off and get a little too close to that edge on that flat Earth and need somebody to pull them back. So definitely, definitely keep your friends and family close. Uh, all right, folks, that's going to do it for this episode. I have been talking with Mr. Will Bird, the host of the Cold Beer Confessional podcast on YouTube. Be sure to check that out. It's great content. Uh, it definitely makes for uh, a funny look at a pretty serious topic. But Will is a great dude with great content. His family's involved, which is cool to see. It's just awesome to uh, witness the amount of work that he puts into it and the amount of knowledge that he has. Will, it was great talking with you. It was a pleasure to have you on. You're welcome.
welcome back here anytime. And I'd like to talk about possibly doing a collaboration with you in the future. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. No problem. As for me, folks, you know where to get in contact with me at. You can text or call the studio line at 765-546-9796. You can email me at khbilbury at gmail.com. Or you can get in touch with me on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash bilbury318. That's Christopher H. Bilbury on Facebook. Do not forget to share the show with everyone you know. Remind them we can be found on all major podcast hosting sites. Search us by our name on those hosting sites, Perception is Reality with Christopher H. Bilbury. They can also check us out at the home link, perception.fireside.fm. And they can also Google us by the name or simply by Bilbury Podcast. We'll pop up doing either. You guys have a wonderful rest of your whenever. And remember, as always, to get educated and to get active. We can better government through citizen involvement. You guys take care. God bless. And I'll talk to you all soon. Stop, 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 stop. What? 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 I'll get my files. What, what are you doing? It's a, stop. On, Fucking it's... stop. Dude, come on. It's a, it's Seriously. A... This is my mom's an alcoholic. So, give me a... Oh, my God. Damn it. Here we go. I think I started some shit. So well, it's all over. Hands on his shoulders, they ringing his bell. You got the problems that were doing no damn research. They be working copy on the came first, ninth inning, second string, and they acting like they know. Hitters, assholes, throwing bullshit in and runs to the shitter. All this nonsense on my conscience, it's hard to sleep at night. Who the fuck is in my window with this time of the night? These parasites, these leeches with all their secret meetings, teaching all you fucking Britons about baby eating heathens. Believing in reason with no meaning is bullshit. Will bird motherfuckers out here busting the grips. Here we go, I think I started some shit. It's the off, it's about to get lit. Get the place in the best, you know that stage is set. You better buckle up, cause you ain't seen nothing yet. Here we go, I think I started some shit. It's some off, it's about to get lit. You know that stage is set You better buckle up Cause you ain't seen none yet You don't have those guts Cause you're a pussy You're a pussy Wearing aviator glasses In your mother's basement And I won't even give out Your dime store handle Cause that's really pathetic You've been listening To Perception is Reality with Christopher H. Bilbrey. Bilbrey. Tune in, like, and subscribe at perception.fireside.fm. Hook up on Facebook at facebook.com backslash Bilbrey318. And on Twitter at PISRBilbrey. Email khbilbrey at gmail.com. Or get off your butt and call the show at 765-546-9796. Till next time, remember... Perception, Perception is, is reality. Reality. This has been Perception is Reality with Christopher H. Bilbrey, where we aim for better government through citizen involvement.